Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 116. And even though this is just one verse, I have a lot of commentary, so this isn't going to be just a short one. I'll read the heading. Revelation given to Joseph Smith the prophet near White's Ferry at a place called Spring Hill, Davies County, Missouri, May 19th, 1838. Doctrine and Covenants 116 is an extract from the journal of the Prophet Joseph Smith. It was first included in the 1876 edition of the Doctrine and Covenants. The Prophet, in company with Sidney Rigdon, Thomas B. Marsh, David W. Patton, Bishop Partridge, Elias Higby, and a good number of others, had left far west and headed north in search of a place where they could lay out the beginnings of a city stake of Zion, similar to, similar to that at far west. According to the divine pattern, at the center of a, sta- a city stake was to be a temple. The site where the saints intended to build a temple at Adamondiamon is not known. Earlier, a few saints had settled in Davies County in 1837, and by 28th of June 1838, a stake was organized, frequently referred to as the Diamond Stake. John Smith was called as president, with Reynolds Cahoon and Lyman White as counselors. Vincent Knight was appointed as bishop, and in a subsequent revelation, Newell K. Whitney was called to move from Kirtland, Ohio, to come up to the land of Adam on Diamond and be a bishop unto my people. After the saints were driven from the state of Missouri in early 1839, the area became known as Cravensville, named for John Cravens. The community ceased to exist by the early 1870s after most of the inhabitants <clears throat> had moved away. During the second day that the prophet Joseph Smith and his companions explored this area, he noted the following. Saturday 19, this, this morning we struck our tents and formed a line of march, crossing March or crossing Grand River at the mouth of Honey Creek and Nelson's Ferry. Grand River is a large, beautiful, deep, and rapid stream during the high waters of spring and will undoubtedly admit of navigation by steamboat and other watercraft. At the mouth of Honey Creek is a good landing. We pursued our course up the river, mostly through timber, for about 18 miles when we arrived at Colonel Lyman White's home. He lives at the foot of Tower Hill, a name I gave the place in consequence of the remains of an old Nephite altar or tower that stood there, where we camped for the Sabbath. In the afternoon, I went up the river about half a mile to White's Ferry, accompanied by President Rigdon and my clerk, George W. Robinson, for the purpose of selecting and laying claim to a city plat near said ferry in Davies County. Township 60, ranges 27 and 28, and sections 25, 36, 31, and 30, which the brethren called Spring Hill. But by the, by the mouth of the Lord it was named Adam on Diamond, because, said he, it is the place where Adam shall come to visit his people, or the Ancient of Days shall sit as spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Verse 1, Spring Hill is named by the Lord Adam on Diamond, because, said he, it is the place where Adam shall come to visit his people, or the Ancient of Days shall sit, as spoken of by Daniel the prophet. 
Elder Orson Pratt explained the meaning of this name. We have then an understanding that Adam on Diamond was the place where Adam dwelt. Perhaps you may be anxious to know what Andai Amon means. It means the place where Adam dwelt. Amon signifies God. The whole term means valley of God where Adam dwelt. It is in the original language spoken by Adam as revealed to the prophet Joseph. At the end of his life, Adam called all of his righteous posterity to gather to, to the valley of Adam on Daaman, and there bestowed upon them his last blessing. The Lord revealed to the prophet Joseph Smith, as indicated in Doctrine and Covenants 116, that the clear meaning of Adam on Diamond, as applied to the area known in the 1830s as Spring Hill, Missouri, refers not to a place that Adam dwelt in past ages, but to the area of a future visit that Adam will make to this region. It is the place where Adam shall come to visit his people. Before Christ's appearance in glory to the world, Adam, the mighty prince, the archangel, will hold a great conference at Adam on Diamond. Joseph Smith said that Adam will, come, will call his children together and hold a council with them to prepare them for the coming of the Son of Man. He, Adam, is the father of the human family and presides over the spirits of all men, and all that have had the keys must stand before him in this grand council. This may take place before some of us leave this stage of action. The Son of Man stands before him, and there is given him glory and dominion. Adam delivers up his stewardship to Christ, that which was delivered to him as holding the keys of the universe, but retains his standing as head of the human family. The phrase, the Ancient of Days, in the sectarian world is thought to be Christ. This revelation makes it clear that Daniel used this term in reference to Adam. The prophet Joseph Smith explained that Daniel was referring to Father Adam as the oldest or the first man. As spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Daniel recorded a vision wherein the degenerate kingdoms of the earth were represented by four beasts. Each had their season of dominion, which was taken away by the succeeding kingdom until the Lord God set up a kingdom never to be destroyed. Describing his vision of these events, Daniel said, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days Adam did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. This, his throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. This description of Adam is similar to that given of the Savior during his appearance to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery in the Kirtland Temple. It seems that Daniel saw Father Adam as a glorified resurrected being. Daniel continued, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand, that's a hundred million, stood before him. Adam, the judgment was set and the books were opened. By revelation, we have been told that Adam holds the keys of salvation under the direction of the Holy One and presides under Christ in directing the work of the priesthood of God, including judgment. Daniel further wrote, I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man come with the clouds of heaven and came to the, to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him, Adam, near before him, Christ, and there was given him, Christ, dominion and glory in a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Daniel further said, I beheld, and the same horn, the last kingdom to have dominion, made war with the saints and prevailed against them, until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given to him, to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. It appears that the assembly to be held at Adam on Diamon may include several meetings or sessions and convene at various times. It may well include the promised sacrament meeting spoken of by the Savior to his disciples at the Last Supper. And he took the cup, 
This is in uh, Joseph Smith's translation of Matthew 26. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is in remembrance of the blood of the New New Testament, which is shed for as many as believe on my name for the remission of their sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that time when I shall come and drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. The Lord revealed to the prophet Joseph Smith that during this this sacrament meeting, he would partake with Joseph and with Moroni, Elias, John the Baptist, Elijah, Joseph, Jacob, Isaac, Abraham, Adam, Peter, James, and John, and also with all those whom my Father hath given me out of the world. It is likely that the gatherings will be held during the great tribulations that will precede the Savior's appearance to the Jewish remnant of the Mount of, on the Mount of Olives and his appearance in glory to the world. Daniel places the return of Adam before the desolation of abomination that will take place at Jerusalem. And at that time shall Michael stand up, an angel revealed to Daniel, the great prince which standeth before the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that, that shall be found written in the book. Now, in Doctrine and Covenants, section 107, verse 53, it says this. Uh, in fact, verses 53 to 55 were taken from the blessing given by Joseph Smith to his father, Joseph Smith Sr., when he was ordained the first patriarch in this dispensation on the 18th of December, 1833. Blessed of the Lord is my father, for he shall stand in the midst of his posterity and shall be comforted by their blessings when he is old and bowed down with years and shall be called a prince over them and shall be numbered among those who hold the right of patriarchal priesthood, even the keys of that ministry. For he shall assemble together his posterity like unto Adam and the assembly which he calleth shall be an example for my father. For thus it is written of him, three years previous to the death of Adam, he called Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalaleel, Jared, Enoch, and Methuselah, who were high priests with the residue of his posterity, who were righteous, into the valley of Adam on Diamond, and there bestowed upon them his last blessing. And the Lord appeared unto them, and they rose up and blessed Adam, and called him Michael, the prince, the archangel. And the Lord ministered, administered comfort unto Adam, and said unto him, I have set thee to be at the head. A multitude of nations shall come of thee, and thou art a prince over them forever. So shall it be with my father. He shall be called a prince over his posterity, holding the keys of the patriarchal priesthood over the kingdom of God on earth, even the church of the Latter-day Saints. And he shall sit in the, in the, in the general assembly of the of patriarchs even in council with the ancient of days when he shall sit and all the patriarchs with him and shall enjoy his right and authority under the direction of the ancient of days and again blessed is my father for the hand of the lord shall be over him and he shall be full of the holy ghost for he shall predict whatsoever shall befall his posterity unto the latest generation and shall see the affliction of his children pass away and their enemies under their feet. And when his head is fully ripe, he shall behold himself as an olive tree whose branches are bowed down with much fruit. Behold, the blessings of Joseph by the hand of his progenitor shall come upon the head of my father and his seed after him to the uttermost. Even he shall be a fruitful bough. He shall be as a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall and his seed shall abide in strength. And the arms of their hands shall be made strong by the hands of the, Almighty, of the mighty God of Jacob. And 
the God of his fathers, even the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, shall help him and his seed after him. Even the Almighty shall bless him with blessings in heaven above and his seed after him, and the blessings of the deep that lieth under, and his seed shall rise up and call him blessed. He shall be as the vine of the choice grape when, he, when her clusters are fully ripe, and he shall also possess a mansion on high, even in the celestial kingdom. His counsel shall be sought for by thousands, and he shall have place in the house of the Lord. For he shall be mighty in the council of the of the elders, and his days shall be lengthened out, and when he shall go hence, he shall go in peace, and his rest shall be glorious, and his name shall be had in remembrance to the end. Amen. In our day, the church patriarchs have been Joseph Smith Sr., Hiram Smith, William Smith, John Smith, Hiram Gibbs Smith, Joseph F. Richards was the acting patriarch, Joseph F. Smith II, Eldred G. Smith, and he became emeritus in 1979. Three years previous to the death of Adam, he called Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalaleel, Jared, Enoch, and Methuselah, who were all high priests with the residue of his posterity, who were righteous into the valley of Adam on Diamond. Where was the Garden of Eden? John A. Widsow says there has been much speculation about the location of the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve were placed when, the, when they came on earth. The earliest record the Bible gives no conclusive record into gives no conclusive. Um, clue. It says, and a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first was Pison, that is, that which is which compass, compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. There is Bedellium and the onyx stone, and the name of the second river is Gihon, the same is, is that that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third is Hittichel, that is, it is it goeth toward the east of Assyria, and the fourth river is Euphrates. It is not possible with this information to locate Eden with any certainty. Wild guesses have been made that Assyria and Ethiopia, names applied to countries in modern times, might furnish sufficient evidence, but without success. The question was finally answered to the satisfaction at least of the Latter-day Saints. In 1831, under Revelation, the prophet Joseph Smith directed the church to found settlements in what is now the state of Missouri, at that time sparsely inhabited or sparsely settled. In and near Independence, Jackson County, Missouri, the saints planned to build a city to be called the New Jerusalem, a land of peace and a city of refuge. In that city of Zion was to be erected a temple to Almighty God. The prophet designated the land as Independence and beyond as the land where Adam dwelt. Further, he declared again under Revelation that Spring Hill, Davius County, Missouri, is the place where Adam shall come to visit his people and call it, called it Adam on Diamond. Adam on Diamond is located on the north side of Grand River in, in a sharp bend of the stream on an elevated spot of ground overlooking the river and country round about. On the top of the hill was an ancient stone altar where the altar was first discovered according to those who visited it frequently. It was about 16 feet long by 9 or 10 feet wide, having its greatest extent north and south. The height of the altar at each end was some two or two and a half feet gradually rising higher to the center, which was between four and five feet high, the whole surface being crowning. Such was the altar of Diamond when the prophet's party visited it. According to these several revealed statements, Adam lived in America in the region known as the state of Missouri. The Garden of Eden must have been on the American continent, 
This view is reinforced by the recorded testimonies of those who heard Joseph Smith on this subject. For example, Brigham Young said, It is a pleasant thing to think of and to know where the Garden of Eden was. Did you ever think of it? I do not think many do, for in Jackson County, Missouri was the Garden of Eden. Joseph has declared this, and I am as much bound to believe that as to believe that Joseph Smith was a prophet of God. We must let the Lord take his own time and prepare the way for our return to that country and to build up the temple. Heber C. Kimball said, I will say more, the Garden of Eden was Jackson County in the state of Missouri, where independence now stands. The prophet Joseph Smith frequently spoke of these things. The relative location of independence and that of Adam and Diamond corroborate the Bible. After the so-called fall, Adam and Eve were, get, were driven out of the garden, and a flaming sword was placed at the east to keep the way of the tree of life. Apparently, Adam and Eve entered the country east of the garden. Now, Adamondiamon is about 75 miles northeast of the city of Independence. If our first progenitor settled at Adamondiamon, it is more likely that the people, as they increased, settled along the course of the Mississippi Basin. Noah probably built the ark near the river where the flood came. It floated easily into the ocean to the Asiatic continent where Noah and his family began again. The work commenced by Adam. I think uh, Joseph Smith in a later revelation or note indicated that he thought that the um, ark was built somewhere around North Carolina. Uh, anyway, continuing that verse, he said, and there bestowed upon them his last blessing. Each of the seven patriarchs named in this verse received the priesthood at the hands of Adam. Of Mahalaliel, Jared, and Enoch, we are told that Adam at a subsequent time also blessed them. Thereafter, we are told that Enoch saw the Lord. In this verse, we learn that they were all high priests. Joseph Smith told us that Adam blessed his posterity because he wanted to bring them into the presence of God. Here we are told that Adam gave them and the residue of his posterity who were righteous his last blessing. After he did so, the Lord appeared to them. All that we are told here conforms to the pattern given earlier in this revelation. And in the Doctrine and Covenants, section 84, verse 19, perhaps Adam, Adam on Diamond, like a general conference of the church, consisted of different meetings. Everyone may not have participated in all of them. That last part was by Joseph Fielding McConkie. Um, in Daniel verse seven or chapter seven, it says, "Behold, till the thrones were cast down, and the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire." Daniel's vision continued until he saw thrones cast down, that is, until the worldly governments lost their dominion. He then saw the establishment of the kingdom of heaven with Christ at its head. This kingdom would rule all people, nations, and languages forever. Latter-day Revelation teaches that eventually all worldly kingdoms will come to an end in preparation for the millennial Zion. This seems to be what Daniel saw. In an address to the twelve apostles, the prophet Joseph Smith explained the name Ancient of Days. Daniel, in his, 11th, in his seventh chapter, speaks of the Ancient of Days. He means the oldest man, our father Adam, Michael. He will call his children together and hold a council with them to prepare them for the coming of the Son of Man. He, Adam, is the father of the human family and presides over the saints of all, na of all men and all that have had keys must stand before him in this grand council. This may take place before some of us leave this stage of action. The Son of Man stands before him, and there is given him glory and dominion. Adam delivers up his stewardship to Christ. That which was delivered to him is holding the keys of the universe, but retains his standing as head of the human family. 
President Joseph Ewing Smith explained the teachings of Daniel about the great priesthood gathering to be held at Adam on Diamond. Daniel speaks of the coming of Christ, and that day is near at hand. There will be a great gathering in the valley of Adam on Diamond. There will be a great council held, held. The Ancient of Days, who is Adam, will sit. The judgment, not the final judgment, will be held, where the righteous who have held keys will make their reports and deliver up their keys in ministry. Christ will come, and Adam will make his report. At this council, Christ will be received and acknowledged as the rightful ruler of the earth. Satan will be replaced. Following this event, every government in the world will have to become part of the government of God. Then righteous rule will be established, the earth will be cleansed, the wicked will be destroyed, and the reign of peace will be ushered in. Bruce R. McConkie said, The sacrament is to be administered in a future day on this earth when the Lord Jesus is present and when all the righteous of all ages are present. This, of course, will be a part of the Grand Council at Adam on Diamond. The sacrament meeting of all sacraments with the Savior is of the world. Adam, the first man, all the prophets, and all righteous saints, and an invitation is already extended for each of us to be present. Some 5,000 years ago, Adam's righteous posterity gathered in the valley of Adam on Diamond, and just before the second coming of the Savior, another great gathering will occur at the same place to make final preparations for his coming in glory. At the Grand Council, all priesthood keys will be accounted for and then return to Christ, whose right it is to rule and reign over the sanctified earth. We read before, back in section 27, verse 5, Behold, this is wisdom in me, wherefore marvel not, for the hour cometh that I will drink of the fruit of the vine with you on the earth. In the judgment of many students of the Doctrine and Covenants, these verses are descriptive of the great meeting yet to be held at Adam on Diamond. Expressing this view, Elder McConkie wrote as follows, Before the Lord Jesus descends openly and publicly in the clouds of glory, attended by all the hosts of heaven, before the great and dreadful day of the Lord sends terror and destruction from one end of the earth to the other, before he stands on Mount Zion or sets his foot on Olivet or utters his voice from an American Zion or a Jewish Jerusalem, before all flesh shall see him together, before any of his appearances which take taken together comprise the second coming of the Son of God, before all of these there is to be a secret appearance to selected members of his church. He will come in private to his prophet and to the apostles then living. Those who have held keys and powers and authorities in all ages from Adam to the present will also be present. And further, all the faithful members of the church then living and all the faithful saints of all the ages past will be present. It will be the greatest congregation of faithful saints ever assembled on planet earth. It will be a sacrament meeting. It will be a day of judgment for the faithful of all the ages and it will take place in Davies County, Missouri at a place called Adam on Diamond. With reference to the use of sacramental wine in our day, the Lord said to the prophet, I don't think we need to read that. That just talks about uh, using uh, water instead of wine. Okay, pass that. Also in verse 5, the Lord continues to describe who's going to be at the, at the meeting. He says, And with Moroni, whom I have sent unto you to reveal the Book of Mormon, uh, he mentions in verse 6, Elias, to whom I have committed the keys of bringing to pass the restoration of all things. Verse 7, John, the son of Zacharias, in other words, John the Baptist. Um, verse uh, 9, Elijah. Verse 10, Joseph and Jacob and Isaac and Abraham. Verse 11, Michael or Adam. Verse 12, Peter, James, and John. Uh, so this tells us who is going to be at this meeting at Adam on Diamond, plus all the righteous saints that I mentioned before. Uh, he says, Unto whom I have committed the keys of my kingdom, a dispensation of the gospel for the last times, for the fullness of times, in the which I will gather together in one thing, in all things, both which are in heaven and earth, and also all with whom my Father hath given me out of the world. 
And so that's who will also be at this great meeting at Adam on Diamond. I bear testimony that these things are true, that this will be the great sacrament meeting that will be held and that we are invited to that. Uh, so if you're going to be there, I'll meet you at the fountain. See you then. Talk to you later. Bye.